If uh, you want to have your young person head out to kids camp, uh, go ahead. Otherwise, they can stay here. We're glad they're here either way. So, All right, this is the, uh, the final message in the series we've been in about uh, God's game plan. And uh, we've been trying to look at discovering what it is that God has in store for us. What's his, his plan uh, for our lives? And uh, starting next week, we'll start a new message series. Uh, and that one is uh, basic training. We're going to start basic training next week. You see, you're all excited about that, right? Yeah, get to go to basic training. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look at some of the basics of the faith and figure out how that, how that basic truth that the Bible teaches us, some of those basic teachings, doctrinal faith, how that fits into, into everyday life. Uh, but for today, we've got to finish up uh, God's game plan. And uh, we've kind of got a, a verse for each week that's been kind of a key verse for us in, in understanding and getting a handle on God's game plan uh, for us. And so the first week we started out with uh, Genesis uh, 15, uh, 5, and it's our lamplighter verse. It's the verse for the month that uh, we hope a lot of you have been really memorizing and putting in your, in your mind and in your heart so you know this. Uh, it's Genesis 15:5. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said, Look at the sky and see if you can count the stars. That's how many descendants you will have. Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord was pleased with him. That's our lamplighter verse. But more than that, it was the first place where we started the series that shows us that God is a God who has plans for people. And we could look at Abram, we could look at Abraham and understand that right here, when, when God took him outside and he showed him the stars, that, that God already had a plan in store for Abram's life. It was up to Abram then to, to follow in that plan, to, to go ahead and do what it is that God was calling him to do. But we could see right away that God has a plan for our lives. You with me? Next week, we uh, turn to another verse in John uh, 14. And it was Jesus speaking. Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teachings. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And so the main thing last week was to understand, look, God's game plan for your life is to move in. That He, he plans to simply move in to your life, to be part of your everyday experience. Whatever it is that you're going to face, you don't face it alone. That God is a God who's got a great game plan for your life. And part of that plan is just to be involved intimately in every experience and every part uh, of your life. So now today we finish up with a third insight in, uh, in God's game plan. And it's kind of talking about the playbook. Because now we've we got to figure out, okay, if God has a plan for my life and God's going to move into my life. What is he going to do? How does it unfold, uh, this plan? And the key verse for us today is John, out of John 14 again. Uh, it's the 26th verse. Now, watch close. Watch close to this verse. Jesus says, but the Holy Spirit will come and help you. What's the Holy Spirit going to do? He's going to help you. This is a good thing. Okay? He's going to help you. Because the Father will send the Spirit to take my place. Now, remember last week we said God's plan is to move into your life. Now we see the reality of how God's going to do that. That God's plan is to move into your life through the very presence and indwelling of His Spirit. That the very Spirit of God now plans to be in you, part of you, to dwell with you, 
that whatever experience you face, you now face, and the Spirit is going to be part of that experience. And now we can see in this verse that the Spirit is not only going to be part of that experience, but the Spirit now is going to unfold a playbook. It's going to show you how to be the person God wants you to be. If you follow the verse again, it says, The Spirit will. Now, let's stop there for a minute. Notice it says, The Spirit, what? Will. It doesn't say, Ah, the Spirit might. It doesn't say, Ah, the Spirit could, maybe, kind of, if it wants to. No. It says, The Spirit, what? Will. You can count on this, right? It. This is what the Spirit's going to do. It will do this. The Spirit will. You, this is a promise that God's making to you. That if you get into God's, God, God's game plan for your life, this is what the Spirit's going to do. That when the Spirit moves into your life, it is going to work. And this is what it's going to do. You ready? The Spirit will teach you everything. That's awesome. The Spirit now is going to unfold for you a wisdom that is all-encompassing. It will teach you how much? Everything. The Spirit moves into our life and it experiences life with us. And as life is unfolding, the Spirit works to help us understand, to get a grip on and understand what's going on in life. It's going to teach us everything. And then the second part, and will remind you of what I said while I was with you. The Spirit is not only going to teach us everything, help us understand everything, but the Spirit's going to remind us of the teachings of Jesus and the promises that He's made over our lives. The Spirit is not only going to move into your life, but the Spirit will do these things. It will help you understand life what the world is like, what, what life is really about, what God wants for your life. And it will remind you about how Jesus teaches you should live life and the promises that you can count on for the rest of your life and for eternity. It's saying that God has a plan for your life and the Spirit is intimate to the unfolding of that plan. Now let's try to unpack even further then about this showing us, teaching us everything, okay? So one of the first things the Spirit's going to do when it moves into our life in this teaching of everything is that God's plan is for the Spirit to show us how the world is. If it's going to teach us everything, it's going to teach us the reality of the way the world is. You see, as God has us in this world, God wants us to understand and be the brightest and best and smartest people in this world in understanding how the world works. The Spirit moves into our life to teach us everything, to expose to us, look, this is the way the world is. Let, let me show it to you. John 14 again. It says, Then I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit, who will help you and always be with you. Verse 17, I highlighted it for you. The Spirit will show you what is true. Do you see that? So the Spirit is going to show you everything, and one of the everythings is it's going to expose to you the truth about life. It's going to help you get the eyes to see the way things really are, the truth about the world. 
Now, you remember uh, Snow White, and you're going to say, oh, here he goes with the seven dwarfs again. No, I'm not going to talk about that part of Snow White anymore. And I'm not a, a, not a Snow White fan, by the way. I mean, it's the second time I've used Snow White in, what, three weeks? Is that it? Yeah. I haven't watched it lately, but it just works, okay? Uh, Snow White. You remember Snow White? Um, well, there's a part in Snow White in the, in the Seven Dwarfs. There's a part in there where the queen gets up every day, gets all gussied up, and goes to the mirror, right? And she stands in front of the mirror, and she says, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror always says back to the queen, Queenie, you are, right? The mirror always says back, Oh, queen, you are the fairest in all the land. And the queen loves to hear, Hey, I'm the best. The mirror always tells the queen, Until... One day, when Snow White had grown up and become beautiful, and the queen went to the mirror and said, Mirror, mirror, on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror said, Snow White, not you. What happened? The mirror was required to expose the truth. It had to tell the truth. Now, the queen was not real happy with the truth. And when God exposes the truth in your life about the reality of the way the world is and the reality of the way your life is, there are going to be things you may not like. Mirror, mirror on the wall. God is always going to expose to us Everything. Remember the word? Everything. It means the Spirit is going to tell us the truth about the way the world is, and the Spirit is going to tell us the truth about where we are in life. Because the Spirit knows what our lives can become if we just face the truth. The Spirit knows what God has in store for us if we just face the truth. Now, Jesus, let me give you an example. Jesus understood this. And Jesus was ready to face the truth, even if the truth was not so pleasant, even if it was an ugly truth. Okay? If you go to John 14 again, Jesus is speaking. He says, I'm telling you this before I leave, so that when it does happen, you will have faith in me. So he's talking to his disciples, and he's telling his disciples the truth about what's going to happen. And it's not a pleasant truth. This is before he's arrested. This is before he's beaten. This is before he's mocked. This is before he's whipped. This is before he's crucified. He's telling them the truth about what's going to happen. He even goes beyond it. He says, I cannot speak with you much longer because the ruler of this world is coming. Is he speaking about the truth? He's telling them everything. Look, here's the everything, guys. Things are going to get tough because there is a force out there in the world that wants to do away with the Son of Man. There is a force out there in the world that wants to crucify me and get me out of the picture of people's lives. You just need to know the truth, guys. 
I cannot speak with you much longer because the ruler of this world, the enemy, is coming. But let me remind you. Let me remind you of what I've taught you. Let let me remind you of my promises. But he has no power over me. You see what Jesus just did? He did exactly what the Spirit does in our lives. What God plans to do. God plans to move into our lives with the Spirit and to teach us everything. To tell us the truth about the way the world is and the truth about where we are in life. And to remind us about Jesus' teachings and His promise over our lives. Let me give you another example. It comes out of 1 Peter. 1 Peter uh, 5 says, God cares for you, so turn all your worries over to Him. Is that a good thing? I mean, that's a promise that He's saying, right? He's saying, look, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what truth you are going to face here, God cares about you. God loves you. God loves you so much He'd give His Son for you. God cares about you so that you can turn over all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your fears. You can put everything into His hands. But now look what follows. The truth. Be on your guard and stay awake. Your enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion sneaking around to find someone to attack. But you must resist the devil and stay strong in your faith. Is he exposing everything? He's telling you the truth about the way the world is. You see, the truth is there is a force and a power loose in our everyday out there that is trying to draw us away from following God's game plan. There is a truth that says there is a power out there in the world that wants us to close down and stop listening to what God can do in our life and instead to follow a completely different path. There is a power at work trying to draw us away from God and draw us into just being like everybody else in the world. Now, the Bible in the Spirit exposes the truth. And it wants you to know, as part of God's game plan, the truth about the world and about your life. So it will describe the world for us so that we completely understand the challenge that we're up against. So if you go into the book of Romans, Paul describes the way the world is apart from God. Now, as you listen to Paul, ask yourself, is he describing the world today? Think about all the news reports that you've heard over this past week. Think about all the experiences that you've had this past week with different kinds of people and see if he's not talking about and exposing to you everything that is the truth about this world apart from God. You ready? Here's what he says. Since these people refused even to think about God, he let their useless minds rule over them. Okay, somebody else is ruling over them, right? That's that power we were just talking about. Useless, worthless, useless. That's why they do all sorts of indecent things. They are evil, wicked, and greedy as well as mean in every possible way. They want what others have, 
and they murder, argue, cheat, are hard to get along with. They gossip. They say cruel things about others and hate God. They are proud, conceited, and boastful, always thinking up new ways to do evil. Is he exposing everything? He doesn't stop. These people don't respect their parents. All of a sudden, the parents just sat up in their chairs, didn't you? Uh, uh. They are stupid, unreliable, and don't have any love or pity for others. They know God has said that anyone who acts like this this way deserves to die. But they keep doing evil things, and they even encourage others to do them. Is he describing the truth of the world? You see it? You see, that's God's game plan. God's game plan for you is to understand the reality of the world that you live in. Why? So you can overcome it. You see, if He exposes you the truth, if you understand the way it is out there, apart from God, then you can be one of those people that rise above that reality. That you can get your life into God's game plan for your life and begin to have your life elevate above all that stuff. And be someone who doesn't live that way, think that way, act that way, but you become somebody who changes the way the world is. Because your life is elevated. Where does it start? It starts with understanding not only the way the world is, but God's plan is to give you then a new perspective on your own life. To give you a new way of thinking. If you go to Romans 12, remember Romans, Paul was the guy describing the way the world is. By the time you get to the 12th chapter, he says this. Don't be like the people of this world. Is that pretty clear? We just described back in Romans 1, this is the way the world is, everything. Paul in Romans 12, that's not you. That is not you. That's not God's plan for your life. Don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. See, when the Spirit moves into your life, the Spirit moves in to teach you everything, to remind you about the teachings of Jesus and the promises He has over your life, and to get you to think a new way. To get you to think a new way. He says, Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to Him. See, God has a plan for your life. That plan is to get the Spirit involved in your life and to teach you to think differently. To elevate your thinking to a different level. And to not buy into the wisdom that the world says is wisdom. But to buy into the truth the real wisdom that comes with the Spirit. Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians 3. Don't fool yourselves. See the exclamation point? Don't fool yourselves. If any of you think you are wise in the things of this world, you will have to become foolish before you can be truly wise. This is because God considers the wisdom of this world to be foolish. It is just as the Scriptures say. God catches the wise when they try to outsmart him. The scriptures also say, The Lord knows that the plans made by wise people are useless. See what he just did? Look, don't think 
the way the world thinks. Don't buy into that power that's trying to draw you into that kind of life. Instead, God's game plan for you is to elevate your life. It's to elevate your thinking, to get you thinking whole new kinds of thoughts, the kinds of thoughts that God has for your life. See, when you get thinking in worldly thought, you put a roadblock into what God can do in your life. Let me show you that and give you an example of that. It happens in Matthew 16 when Jesus and Peter have a dialogue. Now, Jesus has asked the disciples, who do, you, who do you say that I am? And they've responded correctly and everything's doing good. But then Jesus takes Peter aside and begins to or talks to the disciples about what's going to happen. Peter takes Jesus aside and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think you got this wrong. Now, look at what, what uh, Jesus responds to Peter. It's out of Matthew 16. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Satan, get away from me. Now, who did he just call him? Wasn't that the roaring lion we just talked about? Isn't that the exposing of everything that the Spirit does? Now look at what's next. You are in my way because you think like everyone else and not like God. What's Peter's problem? Stinking thinking. He got thinking like the world. He got thinking according to his own thoughts. He listened to what Jesus said and said, No, 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 wait a minute, Jesus, you got this wrong. Let me straighten you out. And you see, it goes the other way around. It's for God's Spirit to get involved in our lives and straighten us out and get our thinking in the right place. If we keep thinking the way the world thinks, then we put a roadblock up into what God can do in our life. God's game plan for our life is to elevate our thinking and to begin to think the way He thinks. Isaiah 55 says it this way. The Lord says, My thoughts and my ways are not like yours. Just the heavens are higher than the earth. My thoughts and my ways are higher than yours. He wants to elevate the way you think. Why is this important? Think for a minute. Think for a minute. As you've gone through this past week of experience, what have you thought about your marriage and your spouse? Your thoughts? God's thoughts. Think about this last week. What have you thought about your kids? Your thoughts? God's thoughts. Think about this week. What have you thought about your work life? Think about this week. What have you thought about the friends that you surround yourself with and influence your life? Think about this week. What have you thought about the future and what God has in store for you? You see how this affects our everyday you see, it's exposing the truth, mirror, mirror, on the wall. What is the truth about the way you're thinking? And are you thinking thoughts that are elevated to the level of God's? Because that's God's game plan. God's game plan is to have you think like He thinks. Paul in Corinthians says this, 
God's Spirit has shown you everything. Okay, we established that. His Spirit finds out everything, even when it's deep in the mind of God. You are the only one who knows what's on your own mind, and God's Spirit is the only one who knows what is in God's mind. But God has given us His Spirit. Now watch. That's why we don't think the same way that the people of this world think. That's also why we can recognize the blessings that God has given us. The plan God has for you is to have the Spirit adjust your thinking and start bringing your life to that level where you think the same way God thinks. When you get there, His plan then is to begin directing your life, to start directing the footsteps in your life. Proverbs, Book of Wisdom, says this, With all your heart you must trust the Lord and not what? <laughs> your own judgment. Did you get that? See? Different level. Always let Him lead you and He will clear the road for you to follow. I love that last part of the verse. I don't know about you, but what image does that con conjure up when you, when you think about clearing the road? You live in Wisconsin, right? And it snows here. You ever follow the snowplow? I mean, when those really bad nights and you're out there and the road is absolutely packed and you don't have any idea how you're going to get from here where you are to where you need to be and all of a sudden a snowplow comes along and just whoo, plows the road for you and clears the way and you just go right behind him with a little salt stuff falling in front of your tires and you're going... Yes, follow the snowplow, right? This is the image. This is what God just told you. He said, elevate your thinking. Start thinking my thoughts, and then as you think my thoughts, my spirit is going to work in your life and start putting your footsteps in the right place, and he's already cleared the road. He's already out in front of you. He's already cleared the road. So all you have to do every day is think God's thoughts. And start putting one foot in front of the other foot and say, Lord, where do you want me to step today? Where's the road clear? Where's the road already been plowed for me? So my life can move forward according to your purpose. Paul gives us this image, this way of doing it uh, as he talks to the Colossians. He says, we have not stopped praying for you since the first day we heard about you. In fact... Now watch this. We always pray that God will show you everything He wants you to do and that you may have all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. What's He asking for? Lord, show me where the road is plowed. Right? Lord, show me where the road is plowed. Get my thoughts up to your level and help me to discern and understand what steps you want me to take that you've already prepared in my life. Show me where the road is plowed. He says, then you will live a life that honors the Lord. What can be better than that? In the end of our days, what can be better than knowing that we lived a life that honored God every step of the way? And you will always please Him by doing good deeds. You're going to make a difference in this world. Your life is going to be significant when you follow the plow. You will come to know God even better. His glorious power will make you patient and strong enough 
to endure anything. Now remember where we started the message today? What's the world like? Tough place. But when you get your thoughts elevated to think God's thoughts, when you start putting your footsteps in the right place where the road is plowed, He says you can endure and overcome that world. And you can be the force that begins to even change that world. And ultimately, He ends, great thing, He ends saying, and you will be truly happy. Is there anybody in the room today that doesn't want to be happy? No, don't see anybody jump up. You see what he, what he promised us? When we let the Spirit move in and show us everything and remind us of what Jesus teaches us in His promises, when we let the Spirit elevate our thinking and start thinking God's way and not the world's way, when we let the plow, let the Spirit move us forward in life according to God's purpose and plan, life becomes everything God wants it to be. It becomes incredible. Let me end the series by reminding you simply of this. God has a plan. He really does for your life. And the plan is to move in and be part of every experience you have. And as part of that, His plan is to give you His Spirit so that you can learn everything about the reality of the world and what God wants for you. And you can begin thinking God's thoughts. And you can put one foot in front of the other foot according to the road the plan, the purpose that He's got for you. We all started this in John 14 today. Let's end it there. John 14, Jesus says this, I tell you for certain. Is He positive about this? Do you see that? I tell you for what? Certain. <laughs> now I'm certain about this. This isn't guesswork. He's not just kind of hoping. I tell you for absolutely certain that if you have faith in Jesus, you will do the same things that He's done. Did you hear that? Holy cats! You will be able to live such an incredible life just like Jesus Christ. You will be able to live such a life that could change all of human history. You have the potential. God has the dream and the plan for your life to do such a significant thing as Jesus. It gets better. Look what he says next. I'm certain you will do even greater things. Did you hear that? God has a plan for your life, and that plan is to be like Christ and to do even more. To do even more in tomorrow. God has a plan and you're part of it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the plan. We just pray that your spirit would move in and just give us the wisdom to see everything, to understand the truth, that that Spirit would just move in and remind us of Jesus all the time, every day, every moment, of His promises over our life and His teachings about how to live life. Father, we just ask, help our lives to be according to Your plan. Elevate our thinking. Help us to be the people You want us to be and help us to have those thoughts that are Your thoughts and to follow that path 
that you plow open for us. We ask for this in Jesus' name.